purpose, that thing that I do for free, is give life to someone else's dream. I I don't mind being on the front stage. I don't mind. And if you talk to my family, they'll be like, oh, no, she's a ham. But honestly, I like being in the background. I like motivating others. I like coaching people through things. I realize I'm not a good manager. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Unleashed with Eva Melton. You're going to be excited today about my guest. I always try to bring you people who excite me, who bring life to my channel, who are living on purpose as much as they can in their lives. And my guest today is Shannon Crenshaw. Shannon, how are you today? I am well and excited to be here. I'm so glad that you're finally able to join me on my podcast to my YouTubers. Go ahead and click subscribe. And um, we're going to be excited because Shannon is going to also let you know before this interview is over how you can find her on social media, on the web. But Shannon, I want you to give us your big three. Tell us who you are in just three phrases. Okay. I'll start off by saying I choose me. And when I say that, it, it doesn't mean I discount other people in my life, but I, I put me first and not being selfish, but in a health way. Uh, I, want to, uh, I want people to feel peace when they leave me and not see anything about me. It's just when you leave, I just want you to be at peace. And then the last thing is that I, I feel like my big three, I tell people I want to operate out of a space of being happy, healthy, and whole. And that's who I am. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys, anytime I see Shannon, she's smiling. Like I've never encountered her and she, whether virtually or physically in a physical space, she has never um, not been smiling. She always has a smile on her face. And so you said that you want people to feel a sense of peace when they are with you. Tell us, you know, I know that you're a professional counselor and I want you to talk about that and how you came to be a, a professional counselor. And I'll ask you some more questions, but I want you to start there. No worries. Yes. So um, people who know me know me know I had issues with uh, anger. And so that came from growing up in an environment that was tough. And so that was my mask emotion. And I would get you tall real quick, fast in a hurry, whether you needed it or not. And so, but that wasn't what I wanted. I didn't like how people were when they left my presence, like mm -hmm. they were put off or in a corporate setting put off and you would it, you would limit yourself sometimes it's not a glass ceiling it's an emotional ceiling because your people don't want to work with you and so i came into the field of mental health because i grew up in an, in a household with a father who had uh unseen illnesses from the war or scars from the vietnam war so mm. he was schizophrenic and i saw the care that he received and so I thought, hmm, I think I could, I could make a difference because I can identify things. I took a class in 12th grade and I was hooked. So I like history. You get to do a lot of different things. I've always, for whatever reason, no matter how much trauma I experienced in my life, I knew I wanted to, to make a difference. And I knew I wanted to help people. So that's how I kind of came to the field of counseling. Uh, through some other little avenues of teaching, coaching, things like that. And then I said, I finally got my license after having my children uh, so I could be in carpool by three. 
having my own practice was the best way to do that. I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, we're in this age, you know, mental, mental health and tending to our emotions and people getting counselors and therapists, it's on the rise. Um, a lot of times I do know that there is a certain um, demographic or age group or um, income level group that may not have the access. I think we forget everybody doesn't have insurance um, or everybody can't even afford a copay, you know, when we think about it. Um, but I have found in different places in my life where having a professional counselor therapist has been helpful for me to unpack life with, right? And it's a safe space that I'm not going to see that therapist in no other parts of my life. And so it becomes a safe space for me. So, and, and that is beautiful that you share your own story because it helps us understand that you are a person as well. And something I think I read that you like, you try not to judge your clients, but you're just allowing them to have that space to be them. Can you talk about that a little bit? I can. I, I try and meet clients where they are. And not that I'm not someone who feels like you're put through a whole lot of tests just for the sake of being put through a whole lot of tests. I feel like God can always make it for your good, though, the things that you go through. So I experienced a lot. And when I talk about trauma, I mean, I truly experienced a lot throughout my life. And so I have learned never say never. And then when clients come to me, I can listen to them without this veil of judgment because I'm not, I'm not surprised sometimes because I've kind of, I may not have experienced it directly, but I might have been in the vicinity and saw it. So I, I typically say, let's come. It's a safe place. Let's kind of go from where you're at and let's build you up to, to your best self. I love it. Building up to your best self. So recently, one of the things that I've been seeing a lot in the media is that we're seeing Black women choose themselves, right? Um, make decisions to put their mental and emotional health, their physical health, before systems, before performance. We've seen this um, with Naomi and also with Simone Biles. And for me, I get excited seeing young women make a choice and to say, okay, I'm not okay. And I need to deal with me before I move forward in this or that, like publicly, publicly being able to have the right to make that decision. And I wanted to know if you had any thoughts about that, or is there any encouragement that you would add to you know, what's just naturally taking place in the media? Yes. So we as women are taught to be caregivers, even when it's not your natural tendency. And so a lot of times we put others before our own personal needs. It's okay to say no and not give an explanation why you said no. Uh, I have clients who a lot of times I'm coaching them on how to say no and how to, to just protect your peace. It's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that you don't care about the people in your space. It just means that you care about yourself so that you can be present in your own life. And so I think when the ladies are, are the young ladies in sports, when they say, hey, I, I need a minute, I need to take care of my emotional state. I think we need to applaud them and not, not question so much but you are just as important as these world-class athletes. 
you have to say, this is, this is too much for me. And I want to, I want to say no. And no is, is enough. And you are enough to, to say no for. You don't have to have a laundry list of things to say, well, okay, no, I got to go do this for my kid. I got to go do, do this for my, my job, for the church, whatever. You can just simply be tired and it's okay for you to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And that is something, honestly, that I have to consistently work in saying no. I always find myself trying to find excuses, but like you said, you don't have to give an excuse. No is really a complete sentence. And even today, that is something that I'm working with that Eva, it's okay to tell people, no, I'm not going to do that today. I'm probably not going to do it tomorrow. May not ever do it, but it's okay. And I think us coming from ancestors who many times did not have the freedom to say, no, I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to do it this weekend. I'm not going to do it tomorrow. That we have this privilege and right um, that we should really take advantage of the freedom that we do have especially when it comes to our mental and emotional health and taking care of, care, care of ourselves. Like you said, you know, some of us are natural nurturers, but even when we're not natural nurturers, we're taught to care for others and saying no sometimes can be, can be difficult. So I appreciate your thoughts on that. I appreciate your thoughts on that. Um, so I'm being on purpose. I think he, everybody knows Eva, when it comes to, if Eva's going to talk about something, the word purpose is going to come up because I believe that we all were created with purpose in mind. None of us were random and not Eve. I even believe that we were placed in this world right now in the middle of this global pandemic, that it is not by chance. So there's two things I could really take there from you. You know, what do you feel like your purpose is being here in the middle of a pandemic, being here on earth at all? Yeah, I I feel like my purpose, that thing I do for free, is give life to someone else's dream. I I don't mind being on the front stage. I don't mind. And if you talk to my family, they'll be like, oh, no, she's a ham. But honestly, I like being in the background. I like motivating others. I like coaching people through things. I realize I'm not a good manager at all because I don't want to keep track of when you come when you leave and do all this stuff but small number coaches coaching rather I do that exceptionally because I I enjoy seeing someone kind of start at possibly at a two or three and getting them up to a 10 and that means that you take you take you out of it and you help people to just see their best self Shannon may have done it one way but those people listening out there in YouTube land, you may do it 10 other ways. And so we find a way that you do what you do and we help coach you and give you the courage and the strength to get to those levels. I love it. I love it. And um, I did realize when the pandemic, I know we, we sometimes we forget we're in a pandemic, but we're still in one. When the pandemic first started, you know, a lot of therapists were able to go to telehealth. Um, and I have found that that, you know, I was able as a pastor, I do try to get people when I realize that there's something going on, you know, beyond sometimes things are going on, you can't see, right. But you know, that person needs some extra support um, with a actual, actual professional um, that does this for a living. 
I was able to get more people into, into counseling because of the telehealth component. It made it less threatening for them. Yeah. Right. And what I want to talk about is, you know, this pandemic, have you seen certain trends as a therapist, as a counselor um, that you have not seen before, or have you seen just an influx or increase from a certain demographic um, that's been showing up in your clientele because you have been on telehealth? Honestly, I have a lot of, I'll say 17 to 23 year olds. I've had a, a huge increase in that age group. And I've had a lot of clients in rural areas because they did not have access or they didn't have the money to pay for that. They could have had free services through what's called employment assistance program or EAP, but they didn't have the money to drive from some of these small nooks in, in the area over to the city, as they say for Birmingham, we're the big city. So they couldn't drive over. So I've seen an influx of those type clients and I've seen more males uh, take advantage of services because they don't have to ask for time off for work, even though it should be fine. But they, they say, I don't want to tell them why I'm going. I don't want to take your excuse to work. And so, uh, but they can, because they're working from home, they can just say, I have a meeting. And they don't have to necessarily say it's a counseling session. I love that. I love that. And so we have my audience. I have men who listen to my channel and follow me. But majority is women. And majority is women that are younger than me. And um, I try to always have people to model or to talk about what they do for self-care and self-love, um, how they practice self-love. And if you could just share with us one way that you practice self-love, um, how do you love on Shannon? Um, doesn't have to be um, all of them, but the one that you may tend to go to the most. Uh, I go for walks. That is, for me is my place of peace. And the second one would be, I need quiet time. And so I etch out time in the morning to where I can go for a walk, I'm by myself, I can be quiet, I can listen to music, but that's my, that's my, uh, how I rejuvenate. Love it, love it. And I can guess um, someone with your personality just smiling all the time. Like I tell you guys, there's never been a place I've seen Shannon that she has not been smiling. Now, what may be going on behind that smile, I don't know, but she's always smiling. <laughs> but this, here's the thing about a smile. I'll tell you guys that a smile will draw people. It will draw people. And so if it draws people, I can imagine with your personality that you have women, a tribe of women that are in your life. And I want to know, and I, and I think this is an important question because I say a lot of times women that do follow me are younger than me. So modeling healthy relationships with other women is important to me as well. I have a sister. So I think I learned a lot growing up um, just by nature of having a sister. But I also think that um, we need to model for each other what it means to support each other uh, in life and that I don't have to be your best friend to support what you have going on, to cheer for you, to share your stuff, to show up, to send business in your direction. But what are some of the ways that you affirm the women that are in your tribe? And I have to be honest, um, I was taught that you don't necessarily have a lot of women in your life. So I had to learn how to be a good friend, to be mm -hmm. honest. And so I do have uh, 
two really good girlfriends uh, and I call, I check on them, I text. I'm not as good at it as I should be or as I'd like to be, but I do tend to text more than I call. But I would always encourage you to find what what's that person, what do they feel like is communication? My girlfriends do feel like texting is communication, so we're all okay with that. But I also try to make sure I pick up the phone and call. And I'm just being led just to say, some of you may not know how to be a friend or you'll say, I just do better with guys. I think that's a trick of the enemy. I think that's something that we've been told. But to me, you got to look at self and say, hey, am I loving on myself? Because if I don't love on me and I don't love on other women, what does that say? So I can't put a male perspective over my girlfriend's perspective or my own perspective for myself. So some of you may say, well, yeah, Miss Eva learned that at home, but I'm here to tell you it's other ways. You can learn it and you can just, but you have to start trusting yourself and loving on you first before you can draw some solid females into your life. But they're out there. You may only have one or two like Shannon, but that's still your tribe and, and they'll be there for you through thick and thin. If there was someone who was listening right now, which I, I there will be someone who is listening right now, that's trying to make the decision, you know, whether or not their condition or whatever they're going through really requires a licensed professional therapist, um, what would you say to them? I would say, because you're having the thought of, should I get help? More than likely, you need to get help. And my clients, I, I'm really fortunate. I have worked with clients who are severely, profoundly mentally ill. And now I work a lot with people who just have everyday adjustment issues. I call it the, the um, healthy unwell. So we all kind of go into that place sometimes where we can be the healthy unwell. Like I can go to work, I can do my schoolwork, I can cook dinner, I can do all these things, but I'm still, it's still something going on where I'm off. And so I would say, if you're just feeling off, call and talk to someone. It doesn't have to be me. You can go on to what's called psychology today, because I believe this is a worldwide uh, reaching. So go on to psychology today, and you can look for a therapist in your area. I will show up for those. I'm licensed in Alabama and in Georgia, and would love to talk with you all. Uh, I just, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be in front of you. But again, love, when, if something's going on and you just feel off, talk to someone, okay? And so before we go, I want to just ask you, is there anything you want to leave with my listeners? Well, love, I would just say to all of you, thank you for just allowing me to be in your space. I truly enjoyed it make sure you take time for yourself make sure you operate and and focus on your daily bread i always like to tell clients i pray my daily bread or our uh the lord's prayer to where i focus on my daily bread and it's not about sometimes i think we all walk around anxious because we're trying to focus on way too much just stay focused on your daily bread. Yes, you need to plan. Yes, you need to organize. Yes, you need to kind of have a general idea. But just stay focused on, on what's in front of you for today so that you don't get so far ahead of yourself that you make yourself anxious. 
Okay, be anxious for nothing.